You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, Episode 37. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Weight loss is 90% an inner game and 10% nutrition. All of those thoughts in your head that tell you what you should do when it comes to weight loss, the thoughts that tell you that your needs come last, the thoughts that tell you that you aren't good enough, those thoughts will always stand in the way of you and your ideal weight. Weight loss always starts with changing the way you think about food and especially with how you think about yourself. For most of us, our inner judge or our inner critic is the loudest voice in our head. When that inner critic gets all the airtime, it becomes really difficult to hear the voices that tell us what we really want and what we really need. And it becomes even more difficult to reach our goals. The good news, though, is that we also have voices inside that advocate for us, that are totally on our side, that have our back. The goal in weight loss is to turn down the volume of the inner critic and turn up the volume on the voices that will take us where we want to go. So this week on the podcast, we talk self-talk with Sharon Natoli. Sharon delights in helping individuals find their voice, speak up with confidence, and grow their power by mastering their self-talk. Sharon has 30 years experience in one-on-one counseling, communication, media, and spokesperson roles. Her professional experience is complemented by her personal understanding and empathy about the internal barriers that hold people back from speaking up and sharing their thoughts, their ideas, and their opinions with confidence. Sharon is a mentor, author, trainer, and speaker, and is currently working on her newest book, Find Your Voice, Speak Up and Be Heard by Mastering Your Self-Talk. I hope you enjoy this interview with Sharon. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you, Michelle. It's delightful to be here, and I'm looking forward to our chat. And we are going to talk all about self-talk, speaking up finding our voice today. And I think when it comes to those of us who are on a weight loss journey, this piece is a critical part of the puzzle because so much of the work that we have to do on the weight loss journey is really how we're talking to ourselves, how we're treating ourselves, and how we're expressing what we need um, out there in the world, which are all things that probably all women in general struggle with to some extent. But I think it's especially true in women who, who struggle with weight. Yes, I think you're right. It's something that we all struggle with, this voice in our head that can hold us back from seeing ourselves in a particular light, making changes to the way that we that we speak about ourselves on the inside and therefore how we express ourselves on the outside and you know making any kind of change that we want to make particularly when it comes to long standing you know habits or areas that we want to start to get unstuck in mm-hmm. the voice in our head can be a real barrier all right and you know a lot of people may be wondering before we really dig right into it what exactly is self talk 
yes, we all have a voice in our head that speaks to us. And I think we can relate to that. Uh, you know, it's there all the time, particularly the voice of like ju- judgment. We're consistently judging ourselves. We're judging mm-hmm. others. We might step out the door. We look at ourselves in the mirror. We decide whether we, 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 we look good enough or not, or, you know, are we, are we getting up early enough or not? We constantly have this kind of voice in our head that's talking to us. And so any of that internal, you know, chatter, dialogue, you could refer to it as it's it's all that stuff that's going on in our head constantly. And, and research shows that we have more than 60,000 thoughts in a day going through our head and they can be either helpful or, you know, not so helpful. All right. And it seems, in my experience anyway, that it's the not-so-helpful voices that seem to be the loudest. Is that true? <laughs> yes, yes. There's um, there's some research that was done by Stanford University, an author of a book called Positive Intelligence, uh, Shozach. I mean, he, he looked at research and pulled it all together, 275,000 people, and found that for the majority of people, we spend more time listening to our inner critics, um, what he calls our saboteurs, you know, the ones that drag us down and pull us back, and much less time listening to the ones that pull us up and help to elevate us. And if we can switch that to, if we can spend 75% of our time listening to the positive voices, and you do have them, sometimes we think maybe they're not there at all, but actually they are. Um, It's a matter of digging them up and, you know, bringing them to the fore and exercising those helpful um, voices. Then we can really start to make some changes to our life. We can start to, it's easier to speak up. It's easier to know what we want, to ask for our needs to be met, to identify them, to connect with ourselves, to, to go for that job interview that we really want, you know, to really get unstuck and to see ourselves differently and more positively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is that Shazad that you're speaking of? Yes. Yes, I have read his book. <laughs> ah, yes, I, 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 have, I have read his book. And when 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 you say that, and you know, he talks about us all having the judge, the judge, yes. you know, in, inside of us. And in my weight loss program, we we call that voice the inner critic as well. Yes. And how how do you go about turning down the volume on that inner critic and turning up the volume on, you know, the voices inside that are more productive um, and, and more yeah. useful for us? Yeah, really the first thing is to gain awareness of what you're saying to yourself because I don't know if you've heard of Eckhart Tolle, he's a, a, a the author of a book called The Power of Now says, you know, awareness is the greatest agent for change. And I I, I, I believe that that is the case. The first step really is to, to, to grow our awareness and to be, and to really listen out for them because they can be very unconscious. And in my coaching, I talk about four different underminer voices. So to help really, I guess, identify what they are. So there's there's the judge, and I, I talk about the judge, and then which is the voice, as you say, of judgment and comparison and evaluation, 
and then the voice of the dictator, which is the voice of I should, I must, I can't, you know. Yes, that's a loud Um, one too. (laughs) That's a loud one, yes. Um, The voice of the pretender. The pretender is like the one that says yes when we mean no or no when we mean yes, the people pleaser voice. And then the voice of the tormentor. And the tormentor is the one that is like, you know, you make change, you're just about to get somewhere and then it kind of comes in and goes, oh, no, you don't. People like you don't do things like that, go places like that, you know, buy things like that, whatever the thing is. And that's a real, you know, that's about kind of really drags us down when we just feel like we're making progress. It's like that, you know, one step forward and no, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't come back here. And so they're all, they're all, I think it's helpful to, to be aware of each of those and to really listen in and to monitor your thoughts, like to, to, to monitor when those things come up. And it can, that can be hard to do just to gain that awareness, but your feelings will give you a bit of a, a guide as to when that's coming up. So if you notice that you're feeling a bit angry, a bit resentful, a bit frustrated, you know, it's stopping and asking what am what's what am I actually saying to myself? So I'm monitoring that, yes. Mm-hmm. And we often talk about in our program emotions being like an indicator light on the dashboard of your car, right? It's a signal to kind of pop the hood and look yes. inside and see what's going on in those thoughts. So I love yes. I love that idea of of using your feelings to um, to take a look to see if if your tormentor or your dictator or your judge or your pretender that was the fourth one right um, are are at play yeah and I'm guessing most of us have one or two of those voices that are are dominant mm-hmm. yes and yes. yeah and then as you as you start to hear that voice it probably becomes easier to to notice when those voices start start speaking up. Yes. And I think, and then the, and, and then the thing is to know that is to then create a bit of a separation between you and your thoughts, to know that you are not your thoughts. They're just thoughts that come and go. So those thoughts are there sometimes, but then they'll go. So they'll, they're, they're not, they're not who you are. So the fact that you might be saying, oh, Today I didn't get up early enough, you know, I didn't go to the gym because I didn't get up early enough, which, you know, is one of the things that comes up for me a bit <laughs> is, to, is to go, okay, well, um, I am not, that doesn't mean that I'm someone that, that is, doesn't exercise or, you know, that I am someone that always sleeps in. That's just a thought that I had that comes and goes and then half an hour later I'm having breakfast and I'm, not that person who I thought I was when I got up, if that makes sense. It does make <laughs> so sense. Our, yeah. our thoughts and our feelings are transitory. And so we don't need to identify with them because if we are identifying with them, then that's what drags us down and keeps us stuck. Okay. So that would be like, you know, if you're, if you start hearing that voice that, you know, is starting to criticize you for not getting up early enough to go to the gym and, my voice would be saying you're lazy, you're not focused, then 
how 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 would I talk to myself? It's like what I'm inclined to say is, you know, it's not true. I'm not I'm not lazy. Mm. <laughs> I'm not I'm not lazy. That's just you know my judge or whatever it is saying saying yeah. that. But 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 then how do you move forward from that? Yeah, it's 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 difficult to just go just to to what we often kind of might hear is that we just need to flip it around and say no, I'm not. Like okay, I noticed that I'm saying I'm lazy, but actually no, I'm not. But the challenge with that is then we don't believe it because well, we did sleep in, we didn't go to the gym, and so we go well, okay, maybe that is true, and so. Switching to the going to the opposite, which is a little bit like just maybe, I don't know, even just adopting positive self-talk or putting in affirmations doesn't necessarily work because they're too far away from where we think we are. And so it's it's finding finding the, the transition between that and the opposite. And one one of the really helpful voices is or one of the really helpful things to do is to adopt a voice of uh, compassion self-compassion and for me in my journey I didn't even realize there was a voice of self-compassion until a couple of years ago but there is uh, we can we can talk to ourselves in a way that that is around self-acceptance so that's okay. Yes, I slept in. I did want to go to the gym, but I was obviously like I was tired and I'll go tomorrow or I'll go tonight. Um, what do I need to do to have myself feel, um, you know, rested or nurtured or, you know, how can I look after myself uh, right now in this moment? And so self-compassion and self-acceptance while also knowing that you're wanting to make change, it's very powerful um, thing to go to, a voice to go to, or alternative to go to. So it's it's just it's about accepting that that's what happened that and that's okay, um, and then giving yourself the opportunity to still make the change, but put it in, put it into your calendar at another place or make it work in another way. Right. I I mm-hmm. love that idea of of using self-compassion to allow both truths to be present. Yes, I yeah. slept in today and I can do it differently mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Because we put we're the ones that have put the meaning to the sleeping in. Like we have called ourselves bad or lazy or not good enough. But that's just something that we've made up based on rules that we have for ourselves, And those rules aren't necessarily true. I mean, is it really true that you're lazy if you didn't get up and go to the gym? Not necessarily. You can challenge those truths all the time. Um, we've just created this kind of expectation or this kind of meaning that, yeah, I've got to get up and go to the gym, go exercising, or I've got to eat in a particular way, or I don't know, I've got to turn up in a particular way, but it's useful to continue to challenge those truths that we have as well, those rules that we have, because not all of them are helpful. Not all of the rules are helpful. Right, Mm. right. And I find also that 
gosh, like we just love to focus on when things go wrong. Like when we don't Mm. get up early to go to the gym, like we plan and we don't even notice all the times that we do do those things. And I read this somewhere and I have to be honest and say, I do not remember where, but the author of this book um, had suggested every time you do you know, something that you want to feel good about to say, you know, that's just like me. Cause like we often say, it's like, well, that's just like me to sleep in and miss the gym, but we never say that's just like me to get up (laughs) and and go to the gym. So like, that's, that's something I've been personally practicing for a while. Cause when I read that, I thought, you know, how clever. Um, And that's kind of really been, been making a difference for me just saying, you know what, you, you know what I said, no to like a second a second serving for dinner last night because I was full I didn't need any more and I said like that's just like me <laughs> that's very good I really like, I like that, that phrase that's great yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and that's about changing your yeah it's about changing how you see yourself it's changing your how you identify with yourself and I think when you realize that you can change your thoughts then you can change how you identify with yourself and 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 that's a really really useful phrase i really like that that's just like me so it's painting yourself in another way so we can use the power of our thoughts so the power of our thoughts is yeah they can drag us down and hold us back but if they've got that power they can also lift us up and elevate us and so i also talk about the four elevator voices because we hear a lot about inner critic but if you if you can dial down the volume of your inner critic, what are you going to put in place? So just like that phrase that you said, that's just like me. Well, that's really useful to do. Um, so I also talk about the four elevator voices, companion voices. Yes. And what and what are those? <laughs> yes, and I give those names. So <laughs> I'm dying to know. <laughs> yes. So there's the warrior within, the warrior uh, voice, which is our voice of courage and strength and protection. So that's the one that helps us to put ourselves forward, to run into the fire, to do the things that we find a little bit scary or fearful, to to speak up when we want to voice our feelings or um, have our needs met. And we all have that warrior within um, and we just need to exercise that a little bit more often, often. And then there's the voice of what I call the knower, which is our knowing voice, which is really our intuition, like our gut feeling. And we often will ignore that or not hear it because we've got all these rules um, that we've you know, grown up with or that have come from, say, different diet and exercise plans, you know, kind of got these rules, whereas you know, if we tune into our intuition, our, our knowing voice within, then that that's helpful to go, as our guide. And then the third one is the nurturer voice, which is that voice of self-compassion, um, of um, self-acceptance and self-love and looking after ourselves. the one that takes action to, yeah, really have our needs met and like giving ourselves a big hug when we need it. And then the voice of, um, and then the, the final voice is the voice of what I call the dancer. The dancer voice is the voice of liberation, which is a voice which is opposite to the voice of the judge, which is the voice of kind of comparison and evaluation. The dancer voice is like joy and 
uh, playfulness and connecting in with that, allowing ourselves to have fun, planning for fun, doing things just because we we want to have fun, like not to get anywhere or prove anything or, you know, make strides somewhere, but just to allow ourselves to sit in joy and fun and pleasure. So all of those voices within can help to elevate us. So we want to spend 75% of our time going back to that research by Shazad Chamin is kind of tying that into the voices that I've put together is um, is 75% of our time up there. You know, if we imagine the critics dragging us down, you know, we often like kind of below the line dragging us down and then the elevators lifting us up. So really trying to tap into to those and we can do little things that help with that. Mm-hmm. And it's, I imagine if if we all looked back over the course of our lives, we can easily identify when each of those elevator voices have been at play. Like we all have them, even if yes. right now they're a little bit quiet. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yes. um, I really love the idea of the dancer. Because what what we often find with women who struggle with their relationship with food is that sometimes food becomes the only source of joy. And mm. so part of doing coaching around weight loss is encouraging us to find joy in other other areas yes. of our lives. And, you know, in some women, it, it's come to the point where they just, they can't connect to that joy piece at mm-hmm. all. And so mm-hmm. I love this idea of encouraging people to find that voice of the dancer and mm-hmm. encourage it to, to you know, to, to come out and play um, yes. every once in a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like, laughing and I don't know actually dancing you know although dancing in the kitchen is a really fun (laughs) thing to do um singing in the shower any of that but you know it's it's any activity where you find that you're in a flow is something to plan to spend time on and and you know like I think of my dad my dad really loves jigsaw puzzles and he'll go oh I'm just going to go down the shops and you know get something but um, I'll spend half an hour on my jigsaw puzzle before I go Three hours later, he's like, oh, I better go now. The shops are about to shut. He just like gets lost in doing jigsaw puzzles. And I think whatever, and and so that's that, that's the that's being in that dancer mode. It's the flow, just the joy where you lose yourself in something. And 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 all there's no voices, you know, there's not, there's no, um, there's no beating yourself up in there. There's nothing. You're just completely connected to what it is that you're doing. And so that's a really useful thing to think about too or to, to take notice of just like we might, you know, raise awareness of our critics and so on is kind of raising our awareness and going, well, when is it for me that I feel like I'm I'm in a flow? What is it for me, you know? Is it is it bushwalking, being in nature? Is it is it having coffee with my friends? Is it doing knitting or, you know, some kind of, or is it gardening? Whatever it is, you know, it's different for all of us. And it could be your work too. Could could be if you're kind of working in, per, in a, per, you know, feeling like you're really on purpose. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's, yeah, I, I love that. I, and, and I love being in flow too. It's probably mm. one of my most favorite states. And you know what? It, I think you're right. Like encouraging to you know, women to find 
the things that they have in their life that puts them in that state of flow. Because yes, maybe the elevator voices aren't loud at that point, but neither are the ones that are trying to bring you down. It's it's really a blissful a yes. blissful state. And you know, yes. one thing one thing that came to mind also when you were describing the elevator voices is, you know, the the courage associated with the warrior, the, the warrior mm. and then um the the in, in intuition, you know, piece yes. of it as well. The word that came up to me there was was trust. And I feel like you mm. need courage and trust to allow both of those voices to um to have a presence as well. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And there are words that I associate with both of those. So courage, you know, courage, look, um, the definition of courage is, is action in the face of fear. And, and for me, I go, oh, you know, like, cause I've had trouble speaking up for myself over my lifetime, which is why I'm now in this work. And I love it. Like I love speaking about, about this action in the face of fear it's it's always hard and so I, I kind of I, I like to talk about being daring um like and doing little things that stretch you so, so that you can exercise the muscle of courage uh, and, and grow it and, and so so you don't have to for me courage has always taken so much energy because I think oh I've got to do this thing and so I'm in fear so how can I reduce my my sense of fear so that I can just take action like more easily. And, and so one little practice that I've found useful is what I call everyday daring, like pick something small uh, where it's just like an everyday little dare that you can do, whether that's just, I don't know, um, you know, someone, someone gives you something that wasn't exactly what you wanted and you just kind of, you know, you're in a restaurant or something, you go back and ask for the thing that you wanted or, um, you know, doing something that kind of just stretches you a little bit just so that we kind of start to exercise that muscle of the warrior so that it, it becomes easier to take action. Um, yes. So, or, you know, it's communicating your your boundaries or just getting to know what they are or, you know, if someone does something that annoys you rather than let it go, just, you know, practice saying something, but start with small things. So little dares that kind of just grow that warrior, warrior muscle. <laughs> I, I love that idea. And I have to, I have to tell you, tell you the thought of doing that. Even that is scary. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my husband and I have a vacation planned in a couple of weeks and um, we got a phone call from the travel agent that one of the flights had been canceled and, you know, no, no big deal. They scheduled us a new one. But when I looked at it, it was like a 15 minute transit time from one mm. flight to the next, which is impossible on the best of days, right? Yes. And yes. I had to ask my husband to call the travel agent back, you know, to fix this, that it just felt a little bit too, you know, scary yeah. for me to do that. But I, that would have been the perfect opportunity yes. for me to, to build that courage muscle a little bit yes. more. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect example, Michelle. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. And, yes. Right. I can see now how doing like the small things, cause there was no risk to, to that phone call. I was just afraid to, you know, speak up for myself really. Yes. Right. But I can yeah. see now how, had I done that and built that courage muscle a little bit, I might be able to, you know, speak up in the parts of my life where, um, it's maybe just a little bit more important. Yes. So, 
thank you for that. <laughs> yes, and you can plan things too. Like, you know, like a lady in my coaching program, she went to, to work with bright lipstick on because she really liked bright lipstick, but she was afraid that people would kind of, I don't know, look at her or whatever. And of course, no one, no one did. No one said anything. Um, when I did, when I started this, I would just go to the park and I'd walk backwards for a little bit, just because it felt weird. And I thought people would kind of look at me because nobody did, right? And so you kind of restart to realize that you can do these little things, um, and uh, and it and it's not a big deal. No, no one's actually worrying about you as much as you worry about yourself. <laughs> And so when you start to test it out a little bit, um, just with these little everyday dares, you know, I think that's that's a helpful thing to build that muscle. Um, and then self-trust is a big one too. As you mentioned, self-trust is something <clears throat> to practice um, and that's relying on ourselves, you know, trusting ourselves that we can do what we say, that we can follow through, Um so, yeah, yeah, so, so true. And a lot of the work that we do inside the Ways of Health coaching programs is teaching women how to be the women that do follow through and do what they say that they're going to do for themselves. And, you know, the goal for that, the, the larger goal for that is to bring them to a place where they can trust themselves enough to listen to what their body is trying to tell them rather than all of the shoulds and the rules, yes. <laughs> right? That, that, that we hear from, from the outside world. And that's also yeah. a challenge for many, many women to trust that voice inside that knows exactly what it is that you need in, in any yes. given moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We're look. It's it's challenging. I think in a lot of you know probably you know in, in, for a lot of us we're trained not to when we're not I say trained like brought up to really listen and respond to our intuition. We're brought up with a lot of you know <clears throat> rules and um, you know yes you should do this you should behave like that. You know um, my mum was a school teacher and so she had that's how she brought us up you know be ladylike if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all um you know the kind of children should be uh, seen and not heard that type of you know kind of proper ladylike type (laughs) rules and things and so for me I've realized in my journey around this is that I was very disconnected from who from my authentic self and I can't remember actually even being um you know connected to who I was and so it's taken a long time to get back to that and it's still it's still unfolding when 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 I talk about speaking up and speaking up for yourself you've got the kind of speaking up like the saying it but then there's also what is it that you want to say? What do you want? What are your needs? You know, who are you? <laughs> um, which direction do you want to go? What do you want to do? You know, and so that that's that's the the, the back to the self connection and understanding yourself and self awareness and that it, we're pushing against a lot of training often um, to not do that to, to be the people pleaser to put other people's needs first to to look after others. And of course, that's all important. But if you're not looking after yourself and you don't know who you are, if you can't connect to yourself, it's very difficult to connect authentically to others. Um, And yeah, uh, yeah. And so a a useful, another, a useful thing to help with that too is is something from um, 
Nicole LaPera, the holistic psychologist, who wrote a book that came out last year called How to Do the Work. And she talks about reconnecting to your intuition and to have to do that a good place to start, a little bit like that everyday daring is keeping a small daily promise to yourself. So make a a small promise to yourself and do that every day. And it can be as small as every day I'm going to get up and drink a glass of water first thing. Just do that. Like pick something or every day I'm going to spend five minutes journal writing, whatever, something really small that you can do that starts to develop self-trust. Yes, I can rely on myself. I said uh, I've got this small daily promise. I'm following through. I'm doing that. I'm getting up. I'm drinking a glass of water. And then you just build on that, not just, then you build on that um, over time. So it, and it, that's like the principles of habit change, I guess, as well, you know, those small things that we can do. So we want to re- be able to rely on ourselves. So building that voice of the knower, the knowing voice, yeah, the self-trust, the self-connection, um, yeah. And I think you're right that the the voice of the knower is probably silenced a little bit by all this conditioning that we receive as women, all of these messages that, you know, tell us that we should be polite and, you know, quiet and take care of others mm-hmm. first. And, and all of those, all of these messages that are just so pervasive that they feel true. They feel true to us mm-hmm. and they're not. Um, mm-hmm. But do, do you think, do you find that women have more troubles speaking up than men? Mm. Yeah. So when it comes to, yes, yeah, speaking up, it's, it's, it's actually the research, the research shows is that it's, it's actually a power issue, not a gender issue, but more women have a lower sense of power than men. And so it's, it is more prevalent for women to struggle to speak up for themselves. Yeah, it is connected with with your sense of of power or what or agency. And agency is I feel as though I can make a difference. I feel as though I'm in control and I can direct my life. And that that is connected with what we're talking about. Like the knowing voice is. Yeah, connecting into, yes, I, I know who I am. I know what my wants and needs are. I feel as though I can be an agent for change in my own life. So developing agency is the key to speaking up. If I had to put one word around it, <laughs> I say agency rather than courage. Agency, yes, is that kind of like self-belief. I, I, I can... I, I am an agent for change. I have that sense that yes, right. I and I love that word agency. I I, mm. I I I love it because it carries with it the suggestion that we can change. We can we can grow agency, and yeah. I I think you're. We can totally do that by doing that one small thing a day that we promise ourselves that we do, and developing the self trust. Yes. Because I think yeah. a lot of the times it's just never occurred to us that we can do these things. Yes. And it, it, yes. And it is finding the starting point. I think we can talk about these concepts um, in a broad sense, but unless you can find a starting point, a way in, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to go. So if we were just talking about, oh, I need more self trust, and we'll go, what? How do I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's useful to have 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I think those practical little things to go, okay, yeah, I understand how doing that, doing one thing every day, a daily promise can actually get me from here to there. Um, that's how I can start. Or if I can just stretch my boundaries a little bit, you know, dare myself a little bit, I can see how that's going to build my, my my courage, my muscle, my my muscle of courage, my warrior within, bring that to the fore. Um And so we can start to then make the changes and build on them and get that sense of agency. Mm, I love that. And I think weight loss actually provides a tremendous opportunity to develop agency, to learn agency, really. Because I, I think oftentimes when we struggle with weight or relationship with food, it, we feel powerless. Like we, 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 we feel like, you know, we want all of these things for our body and we want to be able to, you know, attend a party where food is present and not feel, you know, totally insane, um, around it. And how, how we do that is by exactly what you're describing is we decide in the morning, um, what we're going to eat or what we're not going to eat for the rest of the day. And then we follow through with that just one day at a time. And it's Mm. remarkable to see what happens when you go to bed at night and feel so good because you did what you said you were going to do. And over time, you start to see these these changes reflected in, um, yes, your body, but also in how um, your confidence and your sense of self-trust and all of these things. And then you start to believe, oh, you know what? I can I I am in control here. I do have the agency that that I need yes. um, to 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 make these to make these changes. Um yes. And I I love that word agency. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for that. And when we don't, it's bringing in the voice of compassion to stay on track. I think that the voice of compassion helps us to stay on track because if we're too rigid and we focus on what we didn't do um then we just give up and 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 so that's where the voice of compassion really really helps is to stay and stay curious um now I really love I actually um when I was first starting to make changes myself and I actually came across this little saying which is I wonder what would happen if I didn't give up. Um, and I really liked it because it's about curiosity. And so when things get hard, it's like, I wonder what would happen if I didn't give up. You know, it's just sort of like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, let's run an experiment and see, right? Keep going. Um, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, bring in that voice of self-compassion and go, okay, I didn't do that. Well, that's curious. I wonder why, you know, what was I saying to myself? Was it a faulty thought? Was it one of my inner critics? Um, what was it? Was it the environment, you know? What was it? Um, get curious and that raises our awareness kind of going full circle maybe back to the start, which is, yeah, help continuing to raise our awareness of what we're doing, what we're saying to ourselves, and why. Yeah, I love, I think the concept of curiosity is so important in all of this because, I mean, nothing shuts the judge up faster than curiosity, I think. Because, right, instead of like, you know, why did you do that? It's like, hmm, 
Like, I wonder why I did that. Like, I mean, it just, it completely changes <laughs> the, yes. the, the, the atmosphere of, of just approaching um, things with, with curiosity and instead of judgment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, it reminds me of a question I love to ask as well. So I read this little book called um, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. Um, Mm -hmm. And in there, he's, you know, the one thing that I took from that book is he said he always asked himself, it's like, what would I do if I truly loved myself right now? So I find like, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes compassion is hard because we think that we have to love ourselves or accept ourselves and we don't always, but we can ask ourselves like, you know what, if I did, if I did love myself, how would I treat myself right now? What, what would I do for myself right now? And I think that flips you into the curiosity, um, mindset a little bit as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes. I really like that. Yes. Yes. I know. I've heard a question, not from a book, but from somebody is, is to say exactly that, like what would love do in this moment? What would love do? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. All right. And then one final thing that I'd like to talk about is people pleasing, (laughs) because Mm. I, I think, you know, I think, I think that is a trap we as women definitely fall into all of the time. And it is certainly something that women who are struggling to lose weight, um, battle with all of the time. It's just this constant need to put everyone else, you know, before ourselves. So it's like, which voices are at play when we're stuck in that people pleasing mode and any suggestions you have for, you know, moving us out of that a little bit? Yes. I think the, 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 well, the people pleaser voice is the voice that I call the pretender, which is the voice of compromise and sort of hiding and holding us back and we're really hesitating and so in in my stuff what sits opposite that is well there's two there's two things there's there's that warrior is being able to sort of say rather than going oh yes I'll just do that is actually to stop and to pause and to say you get a feeling that you're compromising. You know, it's it's like a it's a uh, it's like a, just a. I think it's hard to describe. But it's a feeling that you're compromising. You feel a little bit pushed back. I think kind of a as if you're kind of putting yourself under a rock or staying hidden hidden somehow behind a mask. And so, being able to. So practicing that that courage piece and that daring piece will help to actually stand in your power and to say, no, this isn't what I want. I want to do this. So that that's helpful. And also, also I guess going back to that um, compassion around, yes, I this is actually who I am, rather than pretending or people pleasing to. To, rather than pleasing others, is to actually ex- that, accept who we are. So to say, I'm actually okay the way that I am. It's okay to want this and to ask for what it is that I need can be helpful. Yeah, super, super helpful. Thank you for that. Mm. All right, Sharon, um, I understand you have a book coming out soon? I do, yes. It's called 
find your voice, um, speak on with me heard by mastering your self-talk. So yes. Uh, wonderful. Okay. And if listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? My website would be the best place and that's got links to my social media accounts. So that's my name, um, SharonNatoli.com. Wonderful. All right, Sharon. And any last words of wisdom before we sign off for today? Last words of wisdom. I think we've, I, I would say, yeah, stay curious, stay aware, know that you can change, you can get unstuck and that mastering your self-talk is really one of the key starting points for that. I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Sharon. Thanks, Michelle. I love this idea of turning up the volume on the four elevator voices and turning down the volume on the four underminer voices. One great way Sharon says to do this is to practice everyday daring to build up your courage muscle and work on self-trust. With this practice, you commit to doing one small thing that scares you every day. And that's one small thing, like wearing bright lipstick to work, for example. We also talked about the importance of having agency in our lives, that sense that we have some control in the outcomes of our lives. Having agency requires self-trust, and we can build more agency and more self-trust by doing the things we promise ourselves we'll do. And this is, in fact, one of the values inside the Nourish Yourself Body and Mind Coaching Program. We decide each day how we're going to show up for ourselves, and then we follow through. It's exciting stuff that not only helps you lose weight, but improves literally all aspects of your life. So if you'd like to know more about Sharon and her upcoming book, head on over to her website, SharonNatoli.com. The link will be there for you in the show notes. And we also have a bonus PDF that Sharon has offered on finding your voice as well. And the link for that will be in the show notes for you too. I'd love to hear how you're practicing everyday daring and how you're choosing to do what you say you'll do every day. Pop onto social media to let me know how you're turning up the volume on the elevator voices and turning down the volume on that critical judge. Find me over at Ways of Health on both Facebook and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening this week.